This is the EWN Podcast Network. Tile is one of the most creative materials we install in our homes, and there will be a lot of it. How is a homeowner to choose? Stella Garetti of Forenzi Ceramic Tile is with us today on From Disaster to Dream Home to identify the important aspects of tile we must consider. Welcome to From Disaster to Dream Home, the podcast that takes you inside the home building and rebuilding process. When interior designer Jana Rosenblatt had an 80-foot tree fall on her house, she saw the opportunity to create the customized home of her dreams. From Disaster to Dream Home provides you with the information and resources Jana wished she had during her rebuilding process. Now she's sharing with you the expertise of leading architects and home builders and the newest products and materials on the market. Here's your host, Jana Rosenblatt. Welcome back, home builders and remodelers, to another episode of From Disaster to Dream Home, the podcast that will take you through the process of building or rebuilding a new home from the ground up in 52 episodes. If you're rebuilding after the loss of your home or building a new home from the ground up, each episode of From Disaster to Dream Home will help you know what you and your design team will need to do to make the construction process fluid so your dream home can rise from the ashes. When we begin shopping for tile, I feel it's best to determine a direction with my clients prior to visiting the showrooms. That's one of the several reasons I shop with my clients for countertop materials as the first design material that has color and texture. So when we start to look at tile, we have something to match. We will have already talked abstractly about colors and the feelings the homeowner wants to experience in the house. We have been sharing photos and saving them in files as we develop the final house plans shot for our plumbing fixtures, appliances, and overall flooring. Now, I go back to the files and print all the photos that incorporate tile for kitchens and bathrooms. Often, there are early photos that we shared that are just what the client has in their imagination for the tile. Now, we must locate and purchase it. Today, our guest, Stella Garetti of Forenzi Ceramic Tile here in Southern California, is here to talk about tile with us. I was touched when I went to their website recently and found this quote on their homepage, the art of tile, building lasting friendships since 1978. I feel after 20 plus years of working together, Forenzi is more than a vendor to me and to my business. They are a partner, teacher, and absolutely a friend. I bring my clients to Forenzi as a first stop and I call the little table in the showroom my (laughs) office. (laughs) I start at Forenzi because I know my clients will feel welcomed and as comfortable as I do. And the selection is both current and timeless. We will see things that my clients will expect as well as tiles that will surprise us. Shopping for tile can be overwhelming for many, but Stella and her staff make everyone feel at home. Stella, I know that you're second generation in your business because early on there was a large room with a big desk. It was a little bit scary in there. Yes. Um, Tell me about growing up in the business and how you and your sister at the time made it your own. Well, we made it our own because my dad would sit, like you said, in that room, which was a big desk. 
And he would, we wouldn't come out. So me and my <laughs> sister were like, okay, well, he's in there. We will just do what we do. So we started, we just turned it into our own family thing. You know, he would come two or three hours. All right, I'm done. I'm gone. You girls take over and leave. And he would go do his thing because he knew he could trust us uh-huh. and, and, you know, take care of the business with no problem. Yeah. Well, was there ever any other idea that you might go into another field? Was Did you have any other interests? No. Unfortunately, no. I just decided to stay with the top. I think it's fortunate. Oh, it's very fortunate yes, for me because for me. now from, for 40 years that I've been doing this, I've met, like you said, a lot yes. of friends, mm-hmm. a lot of partners, a lot of clients that have become friends. They're mm-hmm. not just people who walk in the door. They are friends now. Well, I, for one, am glad that you are there. Thank you. Uh, I come in because our custom, your customer service is above all others in a world of numbers and coordinating parts. And you always take the success of my projects to to heart. When in the building process should we begin shopping for our tile? Well, I always tell the clients, when you know, when your framing is completed and you start your drywalling, because when framing is still there, things can change. So, oh, I want that moved over four feet, five feet. But when it's the drywall stage, it's done. You're not going to change anything. So then visually... You can see it better. You can see the layout of the bathroom. You can see the layout of the kitchen. You can see things and nothing's going to change anymore. So your accuracy of square footages will be the same. And then that gives us time to order products if they need to be a week, two weeks, three weeks out. We do have time because drywall mm-hmm. does take time mm-hmm. for them to finish. Yeah, it does. And then they prep it could the be showers. a couple of weeks. Correct. And yeah. I have the time to order the tile for you yeah. guys if it needs to be ordered. Mm-hmm. You know. And if it's in stock, then the product will sit at the warehouse until the job is ready. I can let the tile sit there for a month, two months. Yeah, but at least you know very it's helpful because it's oh, safe. Oh my god, it's yeah. safe. It's safe in my store. Yeah. Whether the client comes in alone or mm-hmm. with their designer, where do you start? What are the questions that you'll ask us to begin to, to guide us through the process? Well, I always ask them first, what style home do you have? Contemporary, yeah. modern, traditional. And a lot of times they say, well, we're transitioning. We're like very contemporary, but I want to modernize it. It's very. Uh, Spanish, but I want to modernize. And I said, yeah. no problem. Transitioning is totally great. Mm-hmm. Then I ask him, do you have a color palette? What is your favorite colors that you're playing yes. with? And then they tell me, you know, and I said, well, do you have a little bit of pictures? Do you have something to show me uh-huh. so I can have an uh, idea? 90% of the time, it's no, but that's okay. Because I try to get as much out yeah, of it you, as possible. You draw yeah. what you can yeah, from the yeah, source. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, before we talk about um, uh, the more about the designing with tile, mm-hmm. um, let's talk about the terms that that people are going to hear that they may not have heard before. Uh, so I'm going to just name them off to you and you're going to tell us what okay. they are. All right. Field tile. Okay. Field tile is your main tile that is going to be the main thing in a shower wall. That's your main color. Like this is an example. Field tile is what it's going to be overall. That's your main. It could be the main color. 90% of the time I tell them stick with a neutral palette mm-hmm. because you're other things can be colored, your paint, your towels, yeah. your chotskis. Field tile is the main tile that goes up on walls or shower floor, uh, bathroom floors, main floors of the house that mm-hmm. you decide to do. Yeah, backsplashes is a main tile. Okay. And then, um, but about um, accents and, and deco tiles? Your feature strips, correct. Yeah. Feature strips now are used so many different ways. Feature strips are used as uh, niches sometimes because they don't want too many, too much color. So they said, let's just do the back of the niche, which is a shampoo box for that. Uh-huh. Sometimes they do the shower pan in a feature strip. And uh-huh. sometimes, of course, they do lineal designs where they just like to put a nice stri- um, stripe going across the top or something like that. That's a decorative element. It mm-hmm. just brings the color that a person wants to see. It's not much, but it's just boom. Mm-hmm. Color or texture. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely texture. Oh, yes. 
two-tone color. Two-tone, I mean, one to white and white, but the texture of the white is the dead Right, color. that's yeah, right, yeah. yeah. And then, um, and then edge detail and and edge tile. Well, that's your bullnose pieces, like your quarter rounds, your bullnose pieces. Nowadays, there's not too many of those pieces around because a lot of the European states don't produce them. It was more of an American thing, to be honest. If you go to oh. Europe, they don't have trims in Europe. If so, you go, in Europe, or is it only? They miter their edges. Oh which yeah, are, they miter See, or like they leave them. them raw edge. Yeah. Uh huh. The actually the United States, or I could say, was the ones that came up with these old trim pieces, yeah. the quarter rounds and the yeah. bull noses and the mud caps and right. all those old pieces from years ago. Yeah. So what these actually are are pieces that have a curve to them edge, that yeah. transition us from the tile surface into the wall surface. Correct. Yes. And that can be as little as um, a pencil, inch, correct, pencil, pencil line, they're yes. called. Or it can be a little bit bigger than that and be a quarter round. Correct. Or it can be a bullnose right. that's actually, you know, baked into the tile. It's part right. of the tile. Exactly. Part of the tile. Correct. And now, as much as I hate to say this word, grout. Ugh. Tell us about grout. Oi, that's been a problem since day one. And I, know, I don't know right? if they'll ever fix that, but they have gotten better. Yes, for sure. Okay. Um, there are a lot of different grouts now that um, are stain resistant, supposedly. Um, and now there are grouts that are just like you can use the same grout for sanded and non-sanded. Non-sanded meat is when you do put the uh, the tiles very next to each other. They call them butt joint. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or you have a grout joint of one eighth and above. Yeah. And when it's one eighth and above, you have to use a sanded. They always recommend putting a grout with tiles, even though people want them butt jointed yeah. together because it's a because all tiles are not the same size for one, yeah. even though they are supposedly yeah, perfect, right. they're not. Right. So that grout joint also gives you the... Right. So it, it helps, it so, makes it so that if it's in a shower wall or something like that, it's not going to, um, water isn't going to be absorbed into even the microscopic, you know, No, of the a new crack. ones, no. But right. back in the old days, right. yeah, they did. The grout right. was such a pain in the kabuski, but yeah. now it's gotten a lot better. <laughs> I'm grateful for that, but you'll hear as we go through my affection for grout wanes. Um, and then finishes, um, glazed, matte, right. polished, and home. Oh, yeah. There's all different types of textures. Now there's even textures that are like sandpaper for outdoor usage because people like to put tile around swimming pools and mm -hmm. they want to make sure you don't slip and an entry um, outside porch areas and stuff like that. Matte finishes, are, there's different even matte finishes, believe it or not. There's satin finishes. Uh -huh. There's really um, unglazed finishes, which are matte. And then there's just a real nice soft matte. There's different textures for all different things. I really don't like suggesting using any type of high sheen on floors uh -huh. because of slippage reasons, yeah. you know, but people love it. Yeah. And I say, okay, yeah. I don't want to, yeah. you know, if you fall, don't fall. I don't, you know, because yeah. people can yeah. even slip on concrete, but mm -hmm. there's so many different textures. Walls, people love to see the sheen, you know, because mm -hmm. it just brightens things up for people. And then they'd love to see the matte finishes on walls of showers because, you know, so there's three to four different types of textures and you always feel them. You can just feel all the different textures when you come into the showroom. Yeah. And when you, and you can see them. I mean, oh, sometimes for sure. that's as much visual interest as you mm -hmm. need oh, yeah. is, is the inherent texture of the tile. Mm -hmm. So then explain the difference between um, a glazed surface and through and through. Okay. There is all tiles are um, now 90% are porcelain bisques, which it means that there's the bisque, which has been fired. At, first, it starts off as a ceramic. Uh -huh. And then they add, oh, it's a special- going right into next question. Oh, oh okay. you go, girl. Okay. <laughs> um, I can't pronounce the word that they use to make this, but it's uh -huh. a special um, kind of clay. It's not like everyone thinks a porcelain is a porcelain doll, which is a very delicate and fragile thing. No, no. it's a special type of, of ceramic that's fired at a very higher degree than normal porcelains. Mm -hmm. And so that temperature is what makes it the porcelain. 
But then if you have a glaze, a glaze is like a paint. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then the paint then is fired on top of the bisque. So mm-hmm. it's actually double fired the bisque. It's mm-hmm. fired at a high degree of 13 to sometimes 1700, I want to say. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to be wrong a little bit, but... And That's then right. they that, put the that part is not something we're going to probably need. Okay. <laughs> and then the glaze is put on top. To get a decorative element, you uh-huh. need a glaze to make the pattern. If it's a movable pattern, a marble yeah. look or a slate look, yeah. that's what the glaze did. And then it's fired on top of the base. Now, so what that means in tile design and for, for those of us that are working with the material is when you cut a glaze tile, mm-hmm. you're going to see the layer right. of the pigment. Correct. And you're going to see the a different color. Correct. The below, which is why Correct. there are edge details. Correct. But- if it's a through and through material, whether it's natural or porcelain, mm-hmm. then you're going to see that the color goes all the way all through. All the way through, correct. And so that means you you may not need correct. to have because an Because the edge. tile guy, then, yeah. he can get his little um, machine out, which yeah. is like a, a buffer. Yeah. And he can bullnose his own edges yeah. on a solid Soft body edge. porcelain. On a yeah. solid body porcelain. Correct. Yeah, exactly. Yes, 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 yes. So those are things to consider depending mm-hmm. on a little bit how how good your walls are. Correct. Yes. Because if there's a lot of, you know, in and out space between the tile and the wall, it could be a little difficult. Yeah. But it is a a beautiful and elegant way to just finish your tile by not adding another Mm -hmm. element. Exactly. And then, um, so I want to talk about the different material options that tiles are made of. Now you've just started to talk about ceramic and porcelain. What is ceramic and porcelain? What's the difference? Ceramic is a product that's not fired as high of a degree in temperature. Okay. So it's strictly for walls. It can't, um, it's not fired high. You know, it's by, we used to have a kiln at Forenza years and years and years ago. Yeah. We used to do our own decos back in the day. Oh yeah. We used to have two or three big. I would have loved to have seen that. Oh my goodness, girl. We had so many people doing decos for us, but uh, you fired it at seven, 800 degrees. Uh Uh-huh. Versus porcelains being fired in the thousand. Uh-huh. So that's the difference. And they're mainly for walls. So you can't use a ceramic. Mm-hmm. Now, back in the day, there was biocoutural ceramics. There was monocoutural ceramics, which biocoutural means double um, double fire. Monocoutural means single fired ceramic. So they were fired a little bit higher mm-hmm. to become stronger be- until they came out with the porcelain. Because prior to that, it was only ceramic monocoutural and biocoutural. And then they came out with porcelain. So porcelain is harder. Very much so. And more stable. Very much so. Okay. It's stronger than natural stones, believe it or not, because it's fired at a high degree temperature. And that's my next segue. So now let's talk about granite and marble. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell me about those materials for tile. Granite is one of your strongest elements of stone. For sure. That's why they use them on kitchen counters. That's why you can use them on floors. But they do sometimes can scratch depending on the granite because there is different grades of granite to where... The open veined granite, more of a swirly type of granite yeah. that you have more movement on a granite mm-hmm. can be a little bit softer, but it's still strong. Uh-huh. But then the tight grained granite, which is like a salt and pepper kind of look when you mm-hmm. know when you have that one there, that's a harder grained granite. Mm-hmm. And of course, your marble being so many different ones, they are a softer product. Yes, mm-hmm. they will have a tendency of scratching, staining and absorbing. And I don't like to tell clients to use any type of detergents that contain any acids Mm -hmm. in cleaning the product because Mm -hmm. it will destroy the stone. Mm -hmm. So if you go use bleach, no, 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 you can't. It will destroy the stone. Yes. Because it's going to take the natural surface off the stone. Yes, that's true. Right. Now, I think that that's one of the reasons because it is a softer material that people tend to use it in bathrooms right. where, you know, maybe the hardest, you know, thing that's going to be whipped around is a towel. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. so I think that's one of the reasons why um, historically it's um, 
it's led to all of these beautiful you know, exactly, white mount marble. Exactly. And they don't use bathrooms. bleach in those in the days back then. So that's right. why the marbles right. are still holding yeah. up. But here people have to, oh, I have to clean my bathroom with the ammonia. And I have yeah. to clean like, no, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't need it. It doesn't need ammonia. It doesn't need bleaches. It's no, a I mean, product you know, on it, its own. Leave it alone. out in nature Exactly. And that's why because they never used any detergents to clean mm-hmm. it. <laughs> So then um, clay and handmade tiles. Yeah. Clay tiles are, there's different kinds of clay tiles. You know, you have your um, your paving stones, which are clay, like your Sotilo tiles and your Lincoln tiles, which are the Sotilos were sun-dried outside. And that's why you have the variations. And they used to stack them like pyramids. And that's why you have the variation of color on the Sotilos. And then they're lightly put into a kiln, but then they're put in with whatever they can find, tires, wood. And they threw that in there. So it's not a high-fired product at all. And that's uh-huh. why Satilos are very uneven in looks and sizing and not perfect at all. Right. Which is, you you have to embrace that Correct. as the design. Knowing yeah. that that's what you're looking right. for is that's what right. it is. And then there's handmade hand tiles, which are used for shower walls and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're fired at a higher degree temperature, so, but they're all literally made by hand. Then put into a mold, but that mold is also made kind of like by hand. And you have mm-hmm. a gentleman or a lady or whoever putting the clay into a mold. And pressing it and then sticking them in the kilns mm-hmm. and then taking them out of the mold. And that's where the way the shape is. If they mm-hmm. have a little bit more clay, less more clay inside the mold. And how large can a handmade tile be? Um, We've gotten up to, like for flooring, they go up to like a 16 by 16. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. We have 16 mm-hmm. by 16 subtilos and clay pavers that are... Like, oh, right. Same. Yeah, that they're thicker. Right. Yeah, the yeah, bigger the they get, inch, the thicker exactly, they are. That's right. Christ. Yeah. And then you have your handmade products. They don't go up to be that hot, big, to be honest, because then they're just... They're not looking like a hand. Yeah, Yeah, they're not like to look like a real handmade product. So they have four by fours and six by six. And there is a couple of eight by eights, but not too many. And of course, the thing with handmade tiles is that because they're on an even edge, a natural edge, uh, there's more grout. Oh, yes. So you know how I feel about that. Oh, yes, 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 yes. (laughs) You'll have very unevenness in grout. Yes. 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 You have to embrace your inner grout. Yep, 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 yep. And your outer grout. Um, So... What are the cost differences now between the different um, levels or um, degrees of um, st- you know, durability between the porcelain and the natural materials? Well, like people have to understand porcelain tiles are machine made. So yeah. unfortunately, when products go up, when things go up, electricity, labor, all that affects the makes of a porcelain tile because it's machine made and, and made by a person who's doing a computer, doing yeah. all that. So that's what makes a porcelain more money. And of course, it's a it's a product that it's it's when you make a porcelain tile, like you make a thousand square feet of a porcelain tile, mm-hmm. out of that thousand square feet, you may get one or two square feet that's non-usable. Uh-huh. It's a production that's not going to give you any type of yeah. defective tiles because it's fired high, fired fast, mm-hmm. boom, done. And then when you have a ceramic tile, you'll have more waste mm-hmm. because you'll have the, it's not a high end firing temperature. So you'll have more defective tiles more at the end, more breakage more, at uh-huh. the end of the production of ceramic uh-huh. tiles. So the cost relies upon, honestly, now, unfortunately, now that we've had this year or two of the economy things going crazy, yeah. prices are going up because freight goes up, this yeah. goes up, mm-hmm. that goes up. Everything has gone up in that sense, mm-hmm. not because of the production of the porcelains and not the core of the tiles. It's because of everything else that's happening. And so then has that brought the the man-made tiles up in price more comparable with the natural materials? No, because your handmade tiles are always, always more money. 
Always, always. Well, the handmade tile. Correct. But always. what about um, like um, natural uh, marble and granite Marbles, tiles versus the porcelain? They've, I mean, like I always tell people jokingly, that mountain's been there for thousands and thousands of years. How can you raise the price of the marble? But what it is again, it's, it's the transportation, the, the, transportation the, the trucking, right. the slicing of the material because they slice yeah. it like a huge slo- loaf of bread, the yeah. mountain. So that's why that goes up in production mm-hmm. also. That's what makes the things go up every single time. But marble is more money because... Marble's always been more money than your porcelains. Mm-hmm. Always. You have mm-hmm. your porcelains going, this is an example, five to eight dollars. Your um, natural stones start at eight and up a square foot, you know, because it's just always a marble tile and it's uh-huh. always a granite and they will always be more money. And they've always been more. Mm-hmm. Always. So then um, what about glass and uh, and mosaics? But maybe glass first. Uh, it's one of the most colorful things that yes. we can use. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Um, and tell me about the production of it and where we use it. Well, the glass is too, there's also different types of glass. There's crushed glass. Mm-hmm. I've had, I have glass that's been crushed four or five times. So when you crush a glass, of course, again, it's more time consuming when you make it in the kilns and yeah. when you do this and when you do that. And then you have glass that's only been crushed once and made into a solid form and it's a solid color. That also has a difference of pricing. And when you have mosaics of glass that's put onto a mesh-mounted sheet mm-hmm. that have different sizing of the same colored glass or putting in, it's all labor-intense. Yeah. Everything is all because of labor. They got to mesh-mount it. They got to laser-jet it. So mm-hmm. if you have a design pattern, it goes through the laser and it zing, 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 zing. It cuts it and meshes it. It's it's a lot like that. Mm-hmm. And there have been um, sets of years where people have used a lot of glass um, mm-hmm. for whole walls and showers yeah, yeah, and yep, yep, things yep. like that. What are you seeing people using glass for now? Not as much anymore. Um, it's still around for sure, um, but they're not doing it as a whole anymore. They're doing it more accidentally, more decoratively now. Um, people like to do behind cooktop hoods where they put the beautiful glass. They'll do a beautiful long niche in a shower wall. Mm-hmm. So if the niche is like, if your shower wall is like oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, eight foot shower back wall, they yeah. have to do a niche 18, 16 inches high, yeah, right. by all three the way or four, across, all yeah. the way across. Been, it's gorgeous when you do that. that. Yes, yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. Beautiful. It's bringing yeah. you the color. Yeah. But then that's it. It's just, mm-hmm. just makes, oh, when you walk in, oh, look at that. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Exactly. So, yeah. so those are the um, sets of options that we have to work with mm-hmm. in the showroom. The major decisions, um, first will be about whether we're going to be using natural or man-made uh, tile. And uh, what are the factors that we should consider in choosing which direction we're going? It depends on the style of the house. I mean, uh-huh. for an example, um, if you have a totally Spanish home, yeah, you don't want to go put something very, very modern in it because it's not going to fit the feel of the house. Mm-hmm. And if you have a very, very modern, modern, modern home, you don't want to go put a Spanish handmade because, again, it's not going to fit the house. But they'll go, oh, I want to transition a little bit. Okay, we can transition, but it's going to have to be something that's a little bit of both. And sometimes it's a little hard to find it, but we always do. <laughs> we always do find it. So you got to kind of see how your house is before you start picking the tiles. Mm-hmm. Like I said in the beginning, you've got to see if you transition both ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then uh, when do we talk about the budget aspect in term? I mean, do you want to know that when we first walk in? No, what kind of budget I, do you I have? No, usually I don't bring up, oh, what do yeah. you want, $2, $3? No, yeah. no, 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 no. I hear what they want. I show it. I present it. And then they sit there and they ask me, what is the prices of these products? So I tell them the breakdown. And I always tell them, listen, I don't know your product. I mean, excuse me, your budget. But I'm asking, I'm telling you, this is $2. This is $5. This is $8. And they 
you know, we price all three items out, which are many different things we have chosen for the mm-hmm. bathroom because sometimes I have two or three different lines that we're yeah. looking at. And they'll sit there and go, oh my gosh, this one's perfect. Oh, this is a little bit high in the price, you know, price point that I'm going for. And I said, no problem. So let's find something that's a little bit like that in a lower price. Yeah, bracket. that's right. Yeah, that's what I love actually about mm-hmm. what um, you do with us, which is that, you know, if we go in and we choose for love, uh, then we start to break it down. Exactly. And if they've chosen something, usually if they're looking towards something handmade and I don't think it's the right appropriate place, I'll direct them away. But Correct. if yes. I haven't, uh, and I, you know, and I'm not even sure what the budget is necessarily at that stage. Uh, then, um, then you'll direct us to oh, options to oh, create yeah. the same. Oh, yeah, yeah. We try to find that find in your feeling. budget range. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So during the Industrial Revolution, when mass production made tile affordable to a broad market, they were primarily small glazed squares for walls and even mm-hmm. smaller um, mosaic shapes for floors. I feel like in my 20 plus years in my career, I've seen these small tiles grow to 12 by 12, then 18 by 18, then 12 by 24 bricks. And now they're like four foot by eight foot panels. Um, Mm -hmm. As I do not love grout, I love using larger formats for uh, floors and for shower walls. How have you seen the sizes of tiles change through the years? Oh, my goodness. They have changed drastically through the years. Um, when these big formats started to come out in now 24 by 48s and 48 by 48s and all these big, big panels, people come and say, I want, like you said, no grout. I say, no problem. We have large formats. And they go, okay, show me the large formats. But when your bathroom, your shower for say is three by three by three, right? you can't put a large 24 by 48 in there, mm-hmm. even though they want to. I go, it just doesn't unfortunately work. So then we can squeeze it down to a 12 by 24, Mm -hmm. which that will work, you know, no problem. People don't want the four buys, the six buys, the eight buys. They they want the big ones, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it can't work. So the majority of the time now is 12 by 24 if they want the large format. But if their shower wall is an eight foot back wall, Mm -hmm. which now a lot of people are doing really quite large showers because they're taking the tub out. Yeah. They're extending Mm -hmm. it. You can use those large 24 by 48s. The bigger ones... Are usually mainly for more floors. Your 36s by 36s, your 48 by 48s, those are mainly more for floors. Mm-hmm. But people are doing definitely larger now. Definitely. Yeah. For years, I designed with uh, square tiles, right. straight for contemporary and on the diagonal for Mediterranean traditional styles mm-hmm. and played with those two things. And I thought I was on the cutting edge. But then uh, in recent years, square tiles in all sizes have faded away mm-hmm. to be replaced by the rectangular bricks. Why Why don't we have the option? Why did they take my square tiles away? That's what I ask the vendors to. Yeah. Because and did they people, have answers? No. They're oh. saying they're saying things are changing. Um, I mean, obviously, it has to be driven by some kind of factor. They're saying in the they're not selling anymore. Yeah, but that's, yeah, that's crazy. They're not selling anymore. Yeah. And I tell them, you guys have to understand, people still want four by fours. Now, some have come out. We've gotten some new four by fours and yeah. six by sixes. I've have. seen yeah. them coming back in the smaller yeah. tiles, yeah. but um, but not in the floor size tiles. No. No. They're still no. not back. They, nope, they will yeah. not. I don't. I don't honestly yeah. know if they will come back. Yeah, and it's tricky if you're doing a large, you know, Mediterranean home. You know, you want to be able to get some beautiful, you know, Italian because it gives you, it gives you that old, yeah. old cobblestone yeah, right. feel. It gives that's you that, right. and, yeah. and, and and these big tiles, you can't get that effect. Yeah, you're yeah. right. No, so I agree. Just, it is what it is. Nah, we can't control everything, unfortunately. So <laughs> even with all the changes in sizes and textures, the three by six and four by six, uh, four by eight glazed mm-hmm. subway shape mm-hmm. tiles are, you know, what we see in historic homes, and they're still so popular. 
in your years in the business, have you seen the subway tile uh, popularity ebb and flow or you know, right now it's still oh, it's, it's still high, booming. High. It's yeah. still booming. Um, and the difference is, is you have the different sizes. The standard traditionals are three by six and four by eights, mm-hmm. but there's three by twelve, four by twenty fours, eight by sixteens, uh, two by tens, two by eights. A lot of different subways. Yeah. So of course, knowing that the two by eights and the three by twelve sometimes can go a little bit more modern, contemporary feel mm-hmm. when you have the longer lengthed planks. They make the house more contemporary, more modern. Mm-hmm. And when you have the smaller ones, like your three by sixes, like you said, they're more traditional, mm-hmm. you know. And so there's, and then there's the way you install them now. You go vertical offset, you go mm-hmm. stack vertical, you mm-hmm. go lay, uh, they call it lying down soldier stack, uh-huh. you know. Right. To, that changes the style and the mm-hmm. way the home can yeah, be. Yeah. And you can do herringbone. Herringbone. Oh, herringbone's my favorite. Yeah. My intricate favorite. patterns. And of course, uh, that holds true in both natural mm-hmm. and oh, yes. man made material. Oh, yes, for sure. And then some of the other, variations are um, changes in in textures. So mm-hmm. sometimes there'll be um, mixed box where you get um, all di- like three or four different textures. Correct. And then when you put them in, in a field, Correct. it gives you the simplicity of mm-hmm. the brick shape, but giving you an interesting mm-hmm. feel. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. Or um, I recently used for a backsplash one that came with um, glazed patterns. Correct. Yes, yes, it, yes. It's beautiful. beautiful. From a yes, distance, yes. It yeah, looks a little yeah. bit traditional as you get closer to Correct, it. Correct, exactly. Yeah, it's like a painting. Oh, yeah. it, it, a, it reveals yep, itself little as patterns, Little patterns, yes. So we've talked a little bit about um, the edge details in tiles. And, you know, people aren't going to come in understanding what they're going to yeah, need. Yeah. So um, how do you explain to them and um, in and different uh, materials, what are the different things that are going to be most right. prevalent? Well, my first question is always, I said, have you spoken to your tile man, your installer? Um, because they're the ones who will tell you what you need. And right. honestly, 90% of the time, they didn't, They even the installers sometimes don't give them, okay, you need 100 square feet of tile. I go, have they told you if you needed trims? And right. they're like, oh, gosh, no. Right. And I'm like, okay. Right. Another good reason to hire a designer. Yeah, exactly. So all these are between, all done. That's exactly. Right. Between so your, uh, they get your everything tile installer and, and <laughs> yes. knowing how far, how yes. thick the grout is from correct. the wall. Correct. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Or the, the, the material. The material. Thin set, that, correct. The thin set, right. So right. I say, okay, well, tell your tile man that this product only has a pencil bonus and the way he will prep his shower or prep his floor or prep whatever needs a trim piece to that. So yeah. he cannot build the wall away mm-hmm. with that much mortar mm-hmm. from the wall out because it won't have that special piece that yeah. the tile man wants. Mm-hmm. He has to prep it to what the tile has. Yeah, the conversation has to happen. Exactly. If, it, if you're really specific and you know what you want it to look like, it right. has to happen before that right. element and, but happens. Exactly. And now like they're the using a lot of metal Schluter edges. Yeah, which so is I'm going to get into Schluter. Let's yeah. talk about Schluter. A lot of people don't like yeah. it, but I it's know. out there. It's well, out I'm there. glad it's not just me. No, uh, it's not only so you. <laughs> I've been on a learning curve with Schluter. Yes. Um, as I like my edge details to blend with Correct. the field tile and right. not contrast um, because they're a different material. Also, I find it more contemporary and sometimes the house isn't contemporary. Correct. Although, oh, luckily, yes. I think, and more and more people are getting toward um, this sort of spa-like, you know, bathroom that's been around a long time, but wanting it to be super clean and and easy. So um, in the early years, when I was seeing demo, you know, of the jobs I was going to, you know, we were going to be rebuilding into, I saw a lot of yucky aging metal. And that's one of the reasons that I have shied away. Correct. Yes. Um, was it was it Schluter back then or was it a different product? Um, I believe Schluter's been around quite many years, many, many years. But now from what I'm understanding, because I always ask that too, hey, 
Can this mold away? Can this change color? Can this be used outdoors? And they're telling me now it has, the product is a lot better. It is a lot I think, better. I think that's true. Yeah. I hope so, that's yeah, true. Yeah, me too. But I haven't had anyone come back and say, oh my gosh, this, this, and this. Thank goodness. Not no. yet. You know? I mean, so especially as I'm using more and more large tiles. Right. If it's through and through, I'm perfectly happy to not Correct. have an edge. Unless the installer tells me there's a reason why he yeah. needs to fill that space. Right. At which point... Schluter is now the only answer. Correct. And I'm glad it is coming now in, in a little bit more of a variety of yes. textures and yes. tones. Yes, yes, So yes. I can blend it as much as possible. And it's not like a sharp stainless steel no, edge. No, no, not on, anymore. In a traditional no, not home. anymore. Like when we do stairs, we do have the textured ones now that have that roundness. That yes. When you do like especially wood on yeah. stairs, people mm-hmm. want to have that same wood look. They have these great ones now that are textured, that are colored in browns and beiges and stuff that when you put it on there, you're like, whoa, it looks like part of the wood. So that's the good thing. It's not like you said, just strictly uh, yeah. polished metals. No, not anymore. Yeah, so when did you see Schluter start to become popular again? When did it reinvent itself? Oh my gosh, itself? a few years now. It's yeah. been a few years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has. Because the, the, the trims aren't being produced anymore. That's the yeah, problem. That's very sad. So when there's no trims, yeah. how else are you going to finish it? You yeah, have to finish yeah. it with the metal edge. Yeah, that's it's why. very tricky. Yeah. We're sort of there's pencil bullnoses. Yeah, there are yeah. pencil bullnoses which are just like a little rounded pencils. Yes, they are jollies. making more the jollies. They yeah. are making them, but they don't match everything. Yeah, I mean, it's true. if you have a tile that right. there's no color that's going to play with, what do you right. got to do? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a very complex aspect of yeah. the tile design. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. So when I work on renovations of older homes, unless um, we're doing a historical restoration, which mm-hmm. I love to do, um, we are removing old tile countertops and so much grout. In your experience in the field, talk to me about the evolution of ceramic tile countertops and um, to hard surfaces, to slabs yeah. and quartz <clears throat> and porcelain. And-, and once that comes up again, that to do a countertop in a tile, yeah. there's no finished edges at all. Meaning like your old four by fours and six by sixes, you had so the now caps. we're we're completely marketed out it, of that exactly. decision anyway, which Correct. is a fine decision for me. It's because unfortunately, yeah. you know, there's no V caps, there's no chair rail moldings like there used to be where mm-hmm. you finish off the edges. Okay. So now they're like, well, again, the grout, because you got to put a grout joint. They don't want the oils and this and that to go in there. So that's why they're using hard surfaces, mm-hmm. whether it's a granite, a quartz, a quartzite, whether it's any of those three products. Mm-hmm. And it's just one big solid piece with no problem that the fabricator can do his edging however way you wish to have it done. Mm-hmm. But with the tiles, they don't have trims and you can't do them, unfortunately. You may have a bullnose, yeah. you may have a bullnose, yeah. but then the tile guy's like, well, I don't want to put a bullnose yeah. on the edge and da 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 I actually, know. in that regard, I only consider it unfortunate if you are doing a, renov- a, a I, restoration. Oh, I get it. I get it. I yes. have done some beautiful yes. 1920s homes oh, early yes. on that yes, um, yes. we did want to recreate in the a more hygienic way what true. was yes. there. But yes. yeah, so it's they're hard not to making find, any though. of those. It's hard to find. It's very hard to find. Yes, it's true. Um So during the pandemic, I brought in my clients who were rebuilding after the Woolsey fires. So we were shopping for two whole houses of tile, both including four to five bedrooms, all with attached bathrooms, which means four to five full shower bathrooms per house, plus the powder room and large open kitchens where the backsplash can be an important visual statement. Whether the client comes in alone or with the designer, where do you start? Um... I always, of course, 
ask the designer the major questions. <laughs> I go, okay, so what type of home? Like always, modern, contemporary. You know, we always used to start, we always like to start with the master because that's their main focus for a client. They want their master and their powder room to be the special ones because mm-hmm. when people come yeah. in, that's the hello bathroom. Yeah, and that's that how we be... deal with it with the plumbing fixtures. Exactly. Too. There's a boost, a, a kick uh-huh. up. In yeah, yeah. Rooms. That's like, oh, good. And then the masters. And then, you know, again, we get struggling. What's your color palette? What what type of tone of colors are we playing throughout the house? Yeah. You know, we're going to pull color from that room to put into that bathroom. If you're greens and blues, let's pull a little bit of green into the yeah. bathroom because it's in the bedroom and, mm-hmm. and things like that. That's how we start. And of course, you know, we start by each bathroom one at a time. And um, most of the time, if we do a countertop, that's going to be specifically a color that sometimes we have to deal with that first. Right. And mm-hmm. then we, then we pick the major main field tile, which will be the shower tile. Mm-hmm. And then, then the floors are usually the last because then if there's a color in the wall tile or a color into the countertop, then we pull that onto the floor by a tone of a contrast or a slight contrast of a tone that's you're pulling out of somewhere. And that's how we get started. And, you know, what's interesting is sometimes we haven't really created a full color palette and right. and the and I leave sometimes that opening with for the shopping but that's one of the reasons that I do shop for countertop material first because if someone is attracted to beautiful blues mm-hmm. in in quartzite right. or an amazing you know sharp um color in uh man-made material yeah. um I'm going to want that to be what we then blend to Correct. so that is going to that's so where you pull all your with color my from. clients yeah. You know, we'll have samples of the flooring with us uh, that's going through the rest of the house, yeah. plus a sample or good photos of the countertop materials that we're considering. And um, and if they're man-made materials, you are, uh, countertops, you also have samples oh, yes, there, I, of course. which is really, oh, yes. really helpful. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. I have a whole variety so of So we can pull Correct. something and take oh, a yeah, look. Yeah. All right. So uh, I think that gives us a pretty good idea of the range of what we're looking at and how to get started. Um, Is there anything I've forgotten to ask about the basic nature of tile and designing with tile? Um, Well, usually, like you just said, the main color of your floors in the house, because a lot of people are doing real wood floors, you know, wood wood tiles. Mm -hmm. So that there sometimes is like, okay, I need to see that because I'm in I'm in the dark. When you come in, I have no idea what your house looks like. Yes. I, I go, okay, sometimes my house, the client doesn't know. Either. Exactly. So when a client <laughs> says, well, it's, you know, it's the honey color oak wood. And yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, honey color oak could be so many different hues. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this oak could be different. This, this, this cherry wood could be different. So I'm in the dark. I'm always, I'm always blind. So I try to pull out information. So mm-hmm. the more info you give me, I give you. <laughs> so if you can bring samples in. Yeah. Um, of like, again, Sometimes they're in the dark about color palette and they don't know yet until they come into me. And then I try to help them pick a color. See what they're attracted to. Right. But yeah. if you have all that, bring it in. Yeah. You know, bring yeah. it into me. Help me help you by yeah. Yeah. by exactly. by showing me what you kind of want a little bit. <laughs> exactly. I'm blind. I don't know what I'm seeing in your house. <laughs> so I can't believe that we just spent a whole episode talking about tile and we haven't even begun to talk about the application in our specific bathrooms, kitchens, and throughout the home, all of the other areas that you can use tile. Stella, will you hang out with me and continue the conversation? For sure, for sure. Thank I'm here. you. Uh, when I start thinking about each category of the things we must consider in the process of building our new home, it amazes me how many things I take for granted, knowing the experts I work with, we're going to continuously educate me and my clients. We hope you'll join us for the next episode about how to apply what we've just learned about tile and apply it to the rooms in our house. 
If you're in Southern California and need tile, please check out ForenzeTileLA.com and drop in the showroom in North Hollywood. As always, we want to hear from you. To see pictures of the houses we've designed after the Woolsey fires here in Oak Park, California, and drop us a line, go to www.FromDisasterToDreamHome.com. Thank you for joining us on this episode of From Disaster to Dream Home, the podcast that takes you inside the home building and rebuilding process. Each week, we bring you time-tested practices and the latest trends through conversations with top professionals in the building industry. You can find other episodes of From Disaster to Dream Home at EWNPodcastNetwork.com, as well as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, and most other major podcast streaming services. Need design help? You can contact us or find out more about our guests at FromDisasterToDreamHome.com. Until next time, let us guide and inspire you as you create the home of your dreams. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.